Good evening and welcome to the Laughing Monkey Music Show. Tonight we have on Neil. <laughs> How are you doing, man? You're already laughing. You're already laughing. It's the Laughing Monkey Music Show. We haven't even done anything funny yet, and you're already laughing. So, uh, oh, it's it's funny. So <laughs> we have we have a bunch of things to talk about. You have a show coming up. Exactly. You have some, um, you're working on an album, and then we're going to go over some of your gear. Yeah, man. Let's do let's do it all. We're here. I'm with you. We're going to have a good time tonight, as we always yeah. do. So as we do. It's time. What's going on with your show? I've been seeing the previews. What's awesome? So a few years ago, I did a, uh, I'll just give you the kind of the, the long rundown no. of yeah. it, but I won't yeah. go too long on it. Um, I did uh, some guest appearances with uh, orchestras uh, playing and doing some, some, uh, some classical Gothic guitar shred pieces with them, like Dance Macabre and a few other pieces like that. And the idea was kind of hatched like, hey, this is a pretty cool idea. I should go out and do some stuff with orchestras, but let's rock it up a little bit, right? So cut to uh, about two years later, I recorded a, an album called One Dark Night, and it's all um, classical pieces, but done very heavy. And the, the overall theme is like this real gothic sound, like we do uh, Dance Macabre and Night on Bald Mountain and like we all these they're great pieces so now um it's kind of blown up exponentially now we do these theaters in october with uh with a, a small orchestra with the rock band we have the the big multimedia visuals we have a storyline going through the the uh the show where wow. um, you know maybe the monsters are not the the cultural monsters that we know like frankenstein and dracula but maybe the real monster is within us, you know, and then we, we, uh, it, it correlates with, you know, these big multimedia screens we have and it's a hoot. It's great. And, you know, to be honest, it's the hardest music I've ever played. So we've been practicing as a band for two months already before the show in October, or the shows in October, because this stuff is hard, man. So that's yeah. the quick synopsis. Wow. <laughs> So you only play it for in October, though? You don't do a lot of other, you're not going to move it, move it around so that people can see it? It's hard because we are located. No, well, we, the show is, um, the, the easiest marketing hook is that it's, it's an October Halloween show because uh, the, 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 the content, the, the, the darkness, the monster within. But really mm -hmm. the show is, was actually made and, and crafted around, it could play year round. The story is about uh, the darkness of man and, you know, the monster uh, sits within us. Um, so it, it is a show that could play year round marketed correctly. So a lot of the, the theaters now, they're just they're like, oh, it's a perfect Halloween show. It's monsters and Dracula and Frankenstein and uh, gothic classical music. Perfect. Let's go. But it really could be and it was meant to be something year round because you put all this work in and then you just do a, a you know, a run in October and it's like, oh man, the show is bigger than this and better than this. So yeah, I agree with you. Cause I mean, I mean, logistically it might be more of a challenge to have a take an orchestra way on the road, you know, it's always you know, a challenge. The, <laughs> everything is pretty modular in design. So we, from the beginning, I was always like, I, I definitely want to tour this and travel this. So all the scores, um, who was uh, done by a great arranger violinist here in Akron, David Kempers, 
Um, they're all in PDF form waiting to go. So we could actually uh, Connecticut, see how I got that in, uh, Connecticut, and uh, do the show there. And we would just send a, the, uh, the orchestrations to the orchestra before, come in, do a few rehearsals, and we would be, or one rehearsal, and we'd be ready to go. So um, it is modular in design like that. And um, we also uh, incorporate every, this will be our third year doing it. We are off last year. Um, we have incorporated a, a ballet company with it as well. So uh, it, it, adding the ballet was like, I, I equate it to like Reese's peanut butter cups, like chocolate and peanut butter shouldn't really go together. Right. But this show and having some crazy ballet in, in different parts in, in appropriate part, it really worked well. So yeah, it's, it's a monster pun intended of a show in, in, in every way. So. I mean, you should do something. Are you going to, what about, are you going to, since it's multimedia, are you going to record it though? Like do like a streaming event afterwards for the people that couldn't make it and you're not touring as much because COVID? It, well, uh, it's, you bring up such a good point. Um, yeah, we're, we are due to film this and, you know, the, the challenge always is how do we do it correctly with the right amount of cameras and all that stuff. So yeah, we, we have to. And of course, even, you know, now this year we're, we're dealing with, as everyone is dealing with, with COVID. So, you know, so far everyone's healthy and everything, but now there's, there's mask mandates for the hall, which, you know, for me, it's, it doesn't, it is what it is. And, um, you know, you wonder, will people, how will, Will people come out to the show? Ticket sales are really good, but you know, in the end, will will COVID affect the bottom line of everything? You know, what what are we looking at in terms of crowds? So, it's I think everyone's dealing with that this year, and I'm you know you've talked about it with tons of your guests, and we've talked about it how we just don't know. But what can we do? Right? We just have to forge forward. We have to forge through it. We have to you know damn the torpedoes and go forward and then we'll see what it is when we get there. Right. Yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm at a point I need to go out. I saw one local show a while back and then I'm going to see one tomorrow night. I'm going to see it. I'm actually going to go out in the concert with a mask and be out amongst the people. So we'll see how that goes. So, well, let me ask this because uh, for our show at the Akron civic coming up, the first show of one dark night, they just put a mask mandate. And, you know, I, I see some of the comments where, you know, people are Super bummed, and I understand who wants to wear a mask, but what's the option? You're going to the show, you're going to see a great show, it, not just mine, but any any show you go to, you're going to have fun. You can, like, it's still all working. So if you have to wear a mask, what's what's the problem? I was here for your show. I'd lean into the mic when you get there, and you'd look at everyone and go, no, we've been Halloween masks. Ah, right. Totally if, what you're you wear, if you're going to wear a mask, you, you have to do something with it, right? Right. Just to be like, no, that's not what we've been. We've been Halloween masks. You guys whatever <laughs> were you guys all surgeons no i you know yeah it's i don't know i mean it, it people get crazy about it too like you know if you don't do the show somebody else won't play a place that actually asks you to do it so then puts bands and he's like drawing the hard line and stuff and i'm like oh. so yeah i'm gonna go I, see I, a show I was, talking to a, I was talking to another theater today in fact before we got on and he was saying they're dealing with uh a show coming up they're doing testing in the parking lot across from the venue for people to get into the show. So it, it, it's just, it's get, it is crazy, you know, so. The problem with that is it's not really accurate. 
You're only going to catch people if they're super high contagious because you could have it for three days and nobody even knows. You can be asymptomatic. No, no. You can be a carrier. You know what I mean? I knew people that that that, that uh, they went t- got tested. It was negative. Next day, it was positive. So right. I, absolutely. So thank God, know. pregnancy tests aren't like that. Just going to say <laughs> negative, <laughs> oh, positive. What? <laughs> you just never know. Going to wait out two other tests. <laughs> but you know, I got to tell you, it's, 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 yes, you are. It is, it is a labor of love, though, for all of us. Like we're just doing, we just keep doing what we're doing, and. This this is it. We we can't do anything more other than what we do. So, you know, I, I think at, at first, after a year and a half, I was like, I don't know. Should we book anything? And you know, you're you're. I don't want to say depressed. I'm never depressed, but um, it, it's more or less like, well, listen, if it cancels, it cancels. Let's just let's do our best and move forward. You know. So I'm always an optimist. So. Maybe it'll be the demise of me well, yet, like, right? No, like a small, it might be like a special show. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, people still go out to shows too. If it's divisive like, and it puts artists in a spot where they have to draw the line or the fans get mad at them either way, you know? And then it's like, well, you're not taking a freedom away. And then you're like, well, is it freedom? Or is it asking you to follow rules? You, you, you don't have to wear a mask. No one's making you a mask. No one's making you the vaccine. But if you want to participate in society, these are the rules of this game called society in this country. You know, you have to follow these rules. No one's going to your house and knocking it down and jabbing you or putting a mask on you. That would be very uncool. But the right. places that run these places, they have their own rules. And to play the game, you have, like a child, you got to follow those rules. You know, you do it that way. Or people could have their own venues and have no, no, no testing. But they got to start their own business. <laughs> Listen, I, that's exactly, you, you spoke exactly how I feel. Like, um, you're, you, people are, are certainly welcome not to get a vaccine or welcome not to wear a mask, but that doesn't mean you can get into everything that, you know, it's not a right, it's a privilege. So, you know, listen, did I get vaccinated? Of course I did. Did I get COVID? I did. And I was, I was riding my bike, bicycle three days later because I had a real mild case and I, I feel it was because of the vaccine. So, you know, it, People can make their own choice, but that doesn't mean they can get into everything. And as as a, as a performer, as an artist, I want everyone at the show. I want everyone to feel comfortable. I want everyone right. to feel safe. So you know, I hate the nonsense we need to go through just as much, or maybe not just as much as some people. But you know, I, I don't. We no one's loving this time. But let's just get through it. You know. So i agree i mean it's rules there's also tons of rules to get in the past but you can't bring weapons you got to wear pants all kinds of silly rules you know what i'm saying yeah it, i know it's what it is so i think it'd be awesome if you could record it at least in case you can't go on the road it might be good to you know for supplemental work pay too you know absolutely well definitely we'll have to you know it, it maybe even still may not be too late to get a, a crew out there and, and do something because I know we have some cool stuff going on this year. Every year we change it a bit, um, add, add some pieces, add some some little skits. It's it's re- it's it's cool. So we're gonna have to get you out, or else we're gonna have to bring it up to you. I'm so, dying for. It. I was watching. It, I'm gonna look. I'm like, oh, I gotta see it somehow. You saw your little clips on Instagram. I'm like, son of a. I'm looking online on the map. I'm like, I can't do that. That's just too far. And people watching <laughs> Connecticut. It's just my safe house. No. <laughs> It's walled off, man. Walled off. It totally is walled off. No, it's cool. You are also working on an album too. You've been very, very busy during this time. 
Yeah, man. You know, I, um, and it's just, just, I think everyone took the same approach, which is, listen, if we have this time off, if we have this time, let's be creative with it and let's use it, use it for good. So yeah, I, uh, I recorded a new record. So right now I'm going through the, uh, the mixing conundrum. Like I mixed it. It sounds really good, but I want something more. I want, I, I, I like, I, it's really good, but I want, and awesome, man. You, you know, like I want like next level stuff. So uh, it's just, I'm waiting to see we can arrange to, to get this thing mixed by. So, but it's done and it's, it's just sitting Would waiting. You have somebody else do it with you though? Do you have another picture that mixes and produces with you? For yeah, years? You know, I'll tell you the, the interesting thing you kind of touched on it right there is the problem at this point now. And I know a lot of people that make their own music and, and do produce themselves the problem is I'm so close to it now and I've listened to it so much. I've, I've literally mixed this project probably five times. Um, I only hear it one way now. So, but I, I want that one way to be better than, than I, you know, within my abilities. So I definitely have to work with someone and sit next to them and, you know, have a collaborative effort with it. I, I can't just, you know, send the, send the tracks out and Hey, send me a mix. Let me, let me, you know, I'll, I'll write you a few notes as to what I, I need to be there giving birth with this damn thing, you know? So I understand that I I'm in a weird spot, like nothing, nothing's going to be good enough for me. I'm, I'm in this perfectionistic mode, but I'll make it work. You know, I, I uh, if I could sit with someone, it'll be great. So have you done that before though? Had the same problem in albums? Um, I've always like so the last three albums that were mixed. Um, do you know you've heard of Rick Beato? Of course, he's a, a big YouTuber. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. He he was he he mixed my records before he did a YouTube channel. He, he's a great mixer. And yep. uh he would uh for the he mixed 212, he mixed uh Clyde the Cat, and uh he partially mixed peach. And so he would, you know, for two twelve and Clyde, he would uh, get it all ready. Then I'd come in and then we spend a few days just tweaking levels up and down. And, you know, it was very collaborative. It was, it was, he was fantastic to work with and stuff. So um, yeah, I, I've certainly done it like that before. So um, I'm sure that's how it's going to happen again this time. So I'm, I'm stoked, man. I got new tunes. Man, next year is going to be a crazy year. Touring, new album. We got to got to get it together, you know? Now, you, did you, you tour a lot before? Like half a year, big, you big touring before? Yeah. So for me, I, I'm, I'm gone. I'm gone over six months of the year. So I'll do two or three Asia tours, which is about a month, month to six weeks at a time. So that puts me over there two to three months ish a year. Then I do maybe two Europe things, uh, which is, you know, another month or two. And now uh, we just started, we just got a, an agent, an agency that we were doing a U.S. tour when it got shut down for COVID last March. So um, two or two marches ago. So um, all that shut down. So I, I'm, I'm dying to get going. I'm dying to Are you going to tour as much? Because a lot of people are like, you know what? I don't think I want to tour that much. After being home as much, a lot of people are feeling they're going to pull it back on the tours. 
we'll see if it actually happens once they start rolling and the money yeah. and the offer. You know what I'm saying? I mean, then, then it's a whole new, first it's like being home and family. There's also the money issues is, you know, and then it's just people are like, I've never been home this much. I kind of like it. You bring up a really good point because it, it, everything has changed in that sense that I haven't been home this much, but I, I love, I love being home. I love the time uh, at the house and, and I, I got to ride my bike a lot and work and everything, but you know, it's always, you know, life's a balance, right? So uh, you, when you're on the road, you want to be home when you're home working on a record, you want to be on the road. So the, it's always grass is greener. So I, I, I I'm ready to, I'm ready to go out and do some playing now, you know, so I'm going to do a, I'm doing a one-off in Buffalo next weekend and like a solo tracks. I'm even excited for that. I think it's going to be great. It's just to get out and play and, you know, do what I do. Cause it's, it's tough a little bit, you know, you're, you're like, this is my studio. So I'm in this room eight hours a day, 10 hours a day. You're like, sometimes you really forget what you do or why you do it you know, to get on stage and play. That's, that's why we started playing guitar. Right. So. Well, I know some people just like to create some people are like, you know what, I can just make albums now. And I think people, those people have been on touring forever that were burned out to begin with. So you're not burned out yet. You're still, I'm not burned out yet. Um, and, and for me as a person, just the, the burnout level, like I do get burned out, but I recover real fast. I can reset. If I get if I get pissed off or something, I can reset real fast. So I'm I'm a I'm a perpetual resetter. So I just need a little time to relax or calm down or whatever it is, and and, and it clicks over to zero again. So you know, is, you think Asia it feels like Asia and Europe are better than markets for guitar, like guitar instrumentals and rock bands? Still, you feel that kind of? There's no question. There, there's no question. Um, and I don't know why. And, you know, for me, it's uh, demographically, it's it's very different, too. So, you know, um, I love playing in front of anyone that wants to hear me play. But I'm just saying, like, United States, it's normally uh, a male predominant crowd. It's normally guys that already play. Uh, it's 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 a very focused demographic that comes out to, to something that, you know, so I always laugh. It's always like a bunch of guys in front, like, okay, I could do that better. You know, like, he sucks. Uh, but overseas, it's different, man. Like Asia, like it's, it's guys and girls. They're listening to the music there. Yeah. There's, there's guitar players and tech heads and all that stuff, but there's people that come out to hear the music as well. And, and you don't get that as much in the United States, Europe, um, same thing. Like they're, they're more open to, to what you're doing. And it's always, uh, it's, it's always, can you go outside of your, uh, of the circle of what you do? Like I said, United States, a bunch of guitar players coming out to the show to check out what's going on, but overseas, they just have a greater appreciation and a wider palette. That's not saying that United States is stunted in any way, but it's just, it, it, it's just developed that way over the years. So I think for me, that's like top 40 music. You know what I mean? It's just people here. We're just top 40 and that's it. And if you're not top 40 or you're not the hot thing. 
Yeah. It's, it's tough. It's in, you know, if, for what I do as well, I, I'm, I write a, uh, a unique line in the center of a bunch of things. So I, I don't know if it helps or hurts me. Like I'm, I, I, I'm rocking, I'm heavy, but I'm not gent heavy or the, you know, animals as leaders kind of math rock heavy or anything right. like that. But then I'm, I'm real, the, the, the songs are very songful and melodic or however you want to say that, but I'm not easy listening or I'm not uh, new era jazz or anything like that. So it's, it's, it's a real interesting uh, navigation thing that I do with, with where I play and stuff like that. I know like when I play in Europe, I know that the places I play, I'll do festivals and stuff like a heavy, heavy, guitar player would not fit because those people are not that demographic. So it's interesting, but let's get back on the road. I want to see it again. Come on. I want to, I want to, I, 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 go ahead. I want to say that one thing I would say, I think with Europe, I'm not listening to shows I think in America, when we listen to a show, like, like instrumental part, like this, not just your focus audience, but Europe kind of is all different in, in, um, in Asia. Is actually listen to a show. Like you'll see like in America, you go see like, when I go see, I'll see a symphony or an orchestra. You're going for performance. It just doesn't carry over. Like that attitude carries over in other countries. You just, you know, even as guitar, it's the same type of a- attitude of listening to a performance without everything. You know, to me, it feels more open-minded. Yeah. And, and I even, like on, you have a lot of videos shot live, like um, in Asia or um, different places. You have one that says um, Korean interview. And I go to it. You're not speaking any Korean. Big letdown. <laughs> Big let down, you're right, exactly. <laughs> Don't say how you're you not speaking Korean. No, you know, it's interesting, though, because um, there's a lot of popular styles of music that don't have don't have words, right? So, it, like, even you can go uh, some EDM stuff that doesn't necessarily have, have words to it. So, but because it's guitar rock stuff, it, it gets pigeonholed into one thing. So, you know, I always, I always tell these promoters, I'm like, don't put me with, uh, don't put me with other guitar players or like, I, not that I don't want to play with other guitar players, but put me with like real bands, like with singers or like something different than what I do. Uh, don't, don't just make it a guitar night at the club, you know, like, like let's bring all kinds of things. Cause, cause that's when it becomes cool. Like, you know, they, they always try to pigeonhole out night of guitar. And then again, you get 10, 10 guitar players at the show versus if you do something with, uh, you know, another style of music or whatever. Now it's now we're, now we're something's happening, you know? So. Well, you get exposed to new people too. You know, right. Bringing other people, you can win them over. Cause you do, you right. are, you're like a pop rock sound so your guitar because your guitar does dip to mellow and it dips to rock so kind of you know yeah. i guess it, so you do fit in a lot of places you know like that and that's they always why. say uh yeah my, my joke is you know they always say well where where is the lead singer and I'm, I'm always like here's the lead singer i got the lead singer right here you know so um they always you know people have to sing a singer well the singer the melody, the, 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 the tunefulness is, is the lead guitar. So 
you know. Oh, it's perfect. Yeah. One of the things when you play and you do, you usually have a lot of you know, big melodies, but even like an example that people would know is like you're, when you, um, I'm all right, whatever. When you're playing it, when you listen to the music, it sounds very flowing. It's like, do, 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 do. But when we watch you, you're like, you're almost like you're raking. You're like, like it doesn't, you play it so smooth. <laughs> it, it almost doesn't feel like that's what you're playing. Because right, you do it so right. well, the way it blends. It's really, really interesting. It's something, it's, that's kind of your thing. I don't see a lot of guitars do. You really, probably notes in there, but it really flows in a way. Well, thank you. I, um, you, you know, I always think that uh, if, if you as a guitar player are, if people are, are paying attention to your technique, the technique of it, then you're doing something wrong. So if you're playing a song and you're playing and, and then uh, the, the song, it's going on and all of a sudden, technique, crazy, up to a note. That's, that's how I think it should be used. You know, with great power comes great responsibility. So you have to know when to, to put it in because, you know, if you're just, if you're just whacking with technique all, like, all the time, then it becomes just static and you, you can't differentiate what's fast from slow if you're always playing fast. So it, it's all about presentation, you know, um, it, it playing a song, but throwing it in here and there and, and making it stick out. And, you know, it's like painting like Vermeer. Right. It, it is. And it's crazy because it really is surprising though, because when I watch it, you hear the riff, you're like, you know, I could have a basic riff. It would take me forever and it wouldn't be smooth or whatever. When you watch you play it live, I'm like, oh, God, no. Because the way you do that with your fingers, you're like, okay, it's the first no, couple man. notes. It's crazy, man. And it might be just your technique and how you hit those notes or something, but it's really smooth. Oh, dude, thanks, man. I, you know, as, as though as time goes on, I, I realize I use less and less of the, 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 stun, the stunt guitar technique, and I, I rely more and more um, on, you know, just the song has to be good. The song has to be good. So even on, this new, on the new record coming up, I mean, what took so long is just these songs have to be good. They can't just be like, you know, a backdrop for riffing. Like, that's not a song. That's nothing. That's an exercise. So the songs have to be good. And that's all. That's what it's all about. How many tracks in this one? 13. Ooh, lucky, lucky 13, right? Is it epic long type? Is it going to be like over an hour? We short ones, big long ones. Everyone's, everyone's been on the... Uh the fence this year about what to do for album length what do you decide um i just let it be what it what it is you know i guess the biggest question i have is like i have 13 that i, that I think are, are bangers they're 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 a tunes um will i eventually cut it to 10 and you know just choose the best of the best i don't know i i guess i'll have to hear the final mixes and make a choice there but um yeah, nothing no, just is just, yeah, come on. Or, or you, know, you, you do 10, but three bonus tracks or whatever. So I don't know. That, but, um, nothing's long. No, there's no songs that are real long. They're, they're very three, three, four minutes, you know. It's a timestamp of what you did now. Because when you go on, you'll be like, oh, I'm not going to put them out now because I got something new to do. And you'll have just like big backlog of different stuff. Then later on, you'll be like, oh, I don't know, the technology is different. You always have something eating at you. They're hot. It's a, you know it's the continuity of the album. 
the only thing the only thing I'll say is sometimes I'll I'll listen to a record and it should I feel it should have been over a while ago like the the record goes on longer than it should like are he whatever and that's that's self-editing though that's self-editing Right. And that, some that, bands have a lot a lot of albums like that. It's not just usually they have one album. They usually have five or six good songs. Especially when albums in cassettes, they had to do like eight songs or ten songs. You really felt they were kind of fleshing out some filler music in there. But there's some albums, you know, that, that but an album out and the whole thing was from beginning to end, great. And you're like, I want more. It was, you know. Right. But that's a good feeling to have that you want you want to leave wanting a little bit more. I'll say that I'll I'll uh first of all. I can I can openly admit I am the biggest '70s era Elton John fan there is. There's no one bigger. No one knows his music more than I, like I am '70s Elton personified. I, I, I like it's in my DNA. So, um, but I was listening one of the records that that uh, his that I never grooved with when I was a kid. It was a record called Blue Moves. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. It was it was the last of his great era of that era. And I was listening to it uh, past few weeks and I realized it's a double record. And listen, who am I to say anything about Elton John? Because he's, you know, a deity to me. But um, he could have cut down that double record to one to one album and it would have been mind blowing, you know. So I guess it comes down to self-editing, like you said, you know. But, you know, look at you know, Guns N' Roses had the double album. I actually enjoyed is two albums. I think if you cut it down to one, I don't know. I mean, it would have been a super album, but once again, I think it would have been hard to cut that down to one, you know? Right. It, it depends. And there are some, you're right, there is a lot of filler out there too. And there are a lot of painful things. You kind of, you make your own things. With digital, you can kind of add what songs you want to make your own album too. If you really want to cut something out, you can just delete it. Right. You can just it playlist goes, it out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, for one, usually, I'll make a playlist of, of all the albums of the artist. Like I have one view. And then it'll just be like, and I'll just shuffle it. You know, I might not put right. your Christmas music in around a certain time of year and then add it later on because I can't hear Christmas music all the time, no matter who it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's true. You have to be in the mood for this stuff, man. That's a, that's yeah, a separate absolutely. playlist. That's, that's a Christmas playlist. But your other stuff, you know. No, I know, man. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. It's, it's you know, how it is. You, uh, Got your guitar. You got some guitars. Let's talk some guitars for. for I got, yeah, I'm, I'm in the I'm in the the mothership right now. So uh, what do I got? Um, well, here is. I love this. One. Is uh, my newest Kiesel signature, and um, plate plays absolutely amazing. It's an Aries, and uh, six string. I only play six string because I, I can only work six string seven. It starts to confuse me. So uh, it plays really no whammy bar um, wow. because I just, I, I, I'm not a whammy bar. Bombs. Yeah, no, but that's the problem is if I have a whammy bar, instead of using it um, like Jeff Beck or Steve Vai, which is, you know, incredible, um, I'm just dive bombing. It's just wasting time. So here, I'll show you a few others here. Um, so here is the original, um, I call it the Domino this thing <laughs> yeah the the uh, yang yang all color. these guitars are handmade so they all play a little bit different but uh um, the same pickups same everything but uh yeah, the guitar the plays very very different and uh 
um, it's, it's I, I love it. It's a, I, it's very simple stuff like um, uh, one volume, no oh, wow. tone knob, three way switch. So and what, I are, what, are the pick, what are the pickups? Are they, what are your pickups? These are the the Kiesel lithiums. Okay. And uh, I always say if it was if one just one volume was good enough for Eddie Van Halen, it's good enough for me, right? So then uh, here, check this this one out. Um, so these are the ones everyone always asks me if I'm going to play them. Um, <laughs> the Spider-Man. This wow. guitar sounds so good. I got two of them. I'll show you the other one. Um, really cool. Th these are these are uh, Carvin's Kiesel. They were made when a Kiesel was Carvin. Um, these are DC-127s. And this was painted by um, a friend of mine, John Douglas. So John Douglas is... Uh, he's a, an amazing artist. He's the like the drum tech to the star. So he's Alex Van Halen's drum tech, Frank Beard's drum tech, uh, Joey Kramer from Aerosmith. In fact, that little kerfluffle a year or two ago that there was the drum tech yeah. that took over yep. for that's him. That's me, him. Yeah, it's him. So, but he, he does. Yeah, no, no, he's such a good dude. He does such great work. So I had two of them made. This is. Wow. Uh, that's fantastic. Yeah, he did a, a great painted over the pickups and uh, we um, primed the whole guitar and sanded the pickups. And it's it's one of the best sounding guitars I have. Which is the same because I don't usually see pickups painted too as part of the piece. Right. And you would think that it would have a muffled sound or something like that. But uh, and then this is the twin to it. Sounds totally different. It feels totally different. But uh, and then. Um, this one man so it, it, did you pick out the images yourself are they yeah i uh these are based off of some covers so this is the uh the gwen stacy clone saga when she comes back so as a kid i used to you know bronze age spider-man i love so uh connect all the way through and uh all right so what else uh there's this one i'm just these are happen to be laid out so this one I used, this is another Aries, a Kiesel Aries. Um, this has a spalted maple top. And this thing is just so heavy sounding, has solid rosewood neck. While they could still do that, they can't do it anymore. It's illegal. I, I don't think it's illegal. I don't know. I'm just saying that. But I think they make about a rhino horns now. That's okay now. Oh my god! An, an elephant bone. I'm pretty sure. It's even worse, man. <laughs> but most of the uh, uh, Vermeer was done with this. This guitar just sounds big. It just like when you hit a chord. See, it's even in tune. I played for it. Just vibrates. It's it's just heavy sounding. So uh, um, same strings. We use for strings on all of them. Are you uh, SIT? 11 to 52 I'll use. Always? Always. Always those gauge? Always that. Yeah, to me, uh, 11s, and I, I tune standard. Uh, I, I could go heavier, but I, I, I stretch so much that I like to give myself a little bit of a break. But uh, if I use, if I pick up a guitar with nines or tens, it, it, it's too wonky for me. My vibrato is crazy. I can't pick right. It's, you know. And then the, the last one I have here is... Uh, um, as I'm dropping things here, 
cracking glass. Oh no, my favorite Hummel. Yeah, there it is. Uh, this yeah. is, uh, it says Fender on it, but it's not a Fender. Let's say Fender, yeah. This is a Nash Telly. And uh, this thing sounds so good. I got it from Matt Nelson, uh, you know, the Nelson brother. Mm-hmm. This was his. And I borrowed it for a long time. I said, Matt, if you ever want to get rid of it, it's mine. And so he sold it to me uh, years ago. But this thing sounds so good. And, you know, I, I think maybe as John Five would tell you, telly in heavy music, it goes perfect. It, 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 it articulates, it goes through, it cuts through a mix real nice. You're lucky um, you, you can still buy telly because he's buying them all. Yeah, he, he has, has a few of them, doesn't he? Oh, my God. He's got every one. That's his, that's his thing, man. You know, they're all the exact same, just different years. He's got the biggest collection ever. He's like a historian. Yeah, man. He, he is, but I love to see someone playing a telly because a telly is a shredder guitar aside from, because this only has 21 frets, but um, listen, it, it it resonates great. Uh, It's a little beat up. With the, the strings in the back, it always looks like when you first see it, you're like, it looks like it's missing something in the telly. You know, with the right, string coming to a little, like a little pocket. Yeah. 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 It feels like it's, yeah. Yeah. No, it sounds good. And, it, you know, you, you mix, um, you mix a telly with something with a humbucker and you combine the tone. You maybe pan it a little bit. It just, it sits in the track so nice. Always, it's, a, it's always an honor and a pleasure to, hang with you and do a little chat and it's always fun for me and i hope it's fun for you well it is always and we'll see you next time also when your album everybody else go check out his show and his music all right man all right man thanks man